Welcome back to the Principal Leadership Lab, a podcast experience created for you by two public school administrators. Without further ado, let's join Jeff and Adam in this week's episode. Hey, Adam, welcome back. Another episode of the Principal Leadership Lab. I am so glad to be here with you today, my friend. Thanks, Jeff. I don't always think that you say that, that you're so glad to be here with me. So thanks for that. Yeah, maybe just glad, not not always so glad. But today, <laughs> I am so glad to see you. Well, I'm glad to hear that. How was your day today? You you had another day of virtual school today. I had a full day of in-person students today. So. Yeah, well, this was, uh, you know, this was, uh, yes, you're right, another day of digital learning for me and for my teachers. My teachers are all on site here. So they are, they are in person behind their doors talking to kids on screens. The kids are all at home. So it's really weird. I, I still just can't get used to it. But it was your first day today. It was, and it was exciting because it's the first time that I've seen this many of my students in five months, it, and that's not normal. It's a principal crazy. and teacher should see kids. Yeah, yeah. I so, think that's the part that we can't get used to as educators. That like yeah. we should be with kids, you know. And I, it was a, I, it was I a bit dystopian. We had you know all the masks oh, yeah. and people walking and distancing, and you know normally it's a lot of high fives and you know fake punches to the gut at lunch and you right. know, nothing. It's just you just go to class and <laughs> yeah. it's just not it's just yeah. not the same atmosphere. Yeah, no, it's not. But I mean, uh, you know what? We're going to do our best because that's what we do, and we're going to get through it. And we uh, are going to be encouraging and and be resources for whoever whoever needs it. And that's the beauty of all all of the educators that I've ever 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 encountered. So, well, speaking of educators, eh, Jeff, yes. I think we got one today, eh? Don't we? <laughs> what is wrong with your voice? Well, I was trying to do an accent. Uh, you know, no, it wasn't no. working. Just no. You're, okay. you're you're in you're from Wisconsin, man, not Canada. No. Like our like our guest. Yeah, yeah. But I tried. <laughs> very very different. Hey, our guest today, Adam, is Brad Hughes, elementary school principal, Forest Hill Public School in Waterloo, Ontario, Canada. Brad, welcome to the show, my friend. Adam and Jeff, just fantastic to be with both of you. And Adam, that was a a really admirable try on, <laughs> on the Canadian accent. <laughs> Well, now, it's Brent, in my blood. I have uh, my yeah. mom's side of the family is all from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. So there, yeah. so my mom is a firstborn American. So my grandparents moved down here. So I feel like we're connected, like okay. by blood it, or something. It may be in your blood, but it's not in your voice. Okay. Don't don't do it. And I love hockey, so something's <laughs> got to be there. Brad, there's how, a whole lot of awesome resonance going on here, guys. It's fantastic. <laughs> but how did he do, Brad? Did he he didn't do that great, right? Don't don't blow up his sales. No, he, he, he made a valiant attempt. I, I, what we need to do after our, uh, after our sessions day, we'll do a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a tutorial, especially on the Canadian, uh, Oh, like, uh, Ooh. uh, got to, you know, you got to go out and a boat, oh, yeah. uh, rather than out and about. So, um, <laughs> we, we uh, have trouble getting our, our mouths around those nice round vowels. And so they can be clipped. But uh, gosh, it's it's great to be with you. No matter if we're speaking Canadian, uh, American English, standard English, That's it's right. uh, great to be with you both. I forgot That's my right. shoes on my boy. Is that better? <laughs> much better. Okay. Oh, no, I'm no, a quick it was learner. Not much better. It was horrible. <laughs> Stop. Well, well, Jeff, let's find out more about Brad. We know about me already. 
Yeah, that please, 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 Brad. So you, I already mentioned it, man. You you are in you are in Canada, but here's what I, I want to start out with, Brad. Before we get really into the meat and potatoes of this, it, it's it, you know I see that you're from Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, but I, I just don't understand that part. Is it Waterloo or is it Ontario? So I'm in the province of Ontario. Okay. Uh, I live in the city of Waterloo, and to make things even more clear as mud. Um, my city, Waterloo, is part of a greater region of Waterloo that incorporates uh, the cities of Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo, as well as several rural townships. So uh, I, my, I live in Waterloo, uh, population about 130,000. Uh, I, I work in Kitchener, uh, which adjoins uh, Waterloo, and uh, uh, the whole Waterloo region area is uh, a little over half a million people. Wow. Okay. Got it. And that's just, pardon my ignorance, is just not understanding. You know, I've never been to Canada. I would love yeah. to go to Canada, uh, but I've never been there. And so I didn't understand the difference between, you know, the two, it looks to me like, for example, two, two towns and, you know, mm -hmm. but that's not it at all. I get it now. Appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. T tell us about, tell us about that, Brad. I mean, you, you are, um, your education background, you are an elementary school principal at Forest Hill Public School. You guys, I know just from being connected with you on the admin mastermind, you guys don't start for another week or so yet. But what, I mean, tell us about your history. How long have you been in administration? Were you a teacher before that? Just get into that a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. I, I, was, uh, I was an elementary school teacher for uh, 16 years before uh, shifting to school leadership. Um, it, my first job was... Uh, uh, teaching uh, French, French language to uh, kids in uh, first, second, and third grades. Uh, at that time, when I when I began my career, it was my ability, my qualification to teach French that got me employed to start. Uh, it kept me employed because of the demand for French uh, for French teachers. But I loved it. I just loved it, and uh, I was able to. Uh, I graduated kind of along with my students. So at, at, at one point, I moved from the primary to the junior divisions, teaching fourth to sixth grade. Uh, and I ended my career teaching uh, middle school uh, French, visual arts, and uh, music, wow. and some special education in seventh and eighth grades, too. That was just before uh, I made the shift to my first uh, vice principalship. So this is uh, my 25th year in education. Uh, and uh, my my career path has been uh, incredible, and I, now that I'm in school leadership, I I often say that I I am reconnecting with the greatest educators that I met as a teacher, and now they're my colleagues, uh, and all of us uh, all of us are passionate about uh, supporting that next generation of educators coming up, uh, both in in recruitment uh, and uh, retention of these great people moving into education with us. I know that the three of us probably don't feel that we've been in our profession as long as we have been, right, but between right. the three of us, we have like 75 years of experience. Yeah. That's amazing. And we still look this good. I know our, our listeners are never going to see this, but man, we look good for 75 we years. We do. We sure do. And, and it, it's, it's, it's just, it's not just the regular moisturizing regimen that we all follow guys. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, good, it's good, clean living. And, and I will say it's a life of service really does, bring all of us uh, energy and keeps us young and, and being surrounded by kids each day keeps us young. It, I love that. It was really interesting. Like I, I first connected uh, more, I guess, more closely with Jeff after um, uh, hearing one of uh, one of his podcasts and, and realized that we had quite a bit in common in terms of our birthday. We're both uh, turning 50 this year or, or yes. I'm turning 50. 
Um, I, and, I am not. We, I will only be 47. Yeah. So. Oh, excellent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there, though. That's it. But it, it was all. It was also, you know, uh, Jeff in that broadcast also just indicated how he began to um, make stronger and more active connections on Twitter, just kind of putting himself out there and and, and wanting to give back to a profession and to really a way of life uh, that had uh, poured so much into him. And I found myself in exactly the same situation when uh, when schools closed uh, back on March 13th here in Ontario. Um, I, I found myself in a position that I that I had a gift of time uh, in addition to supporting my staff with their distance learning, but I had a gift of time to reach out and find out how the heck are we going to support each other through this. And it was, um, you know, connections with uh, the Teach Better team uh, and then, you know, advice on how to grow my PLN through Twitter that that has really fueled my commitment to, to being active and, and finding my voice. I, I think this is a time where um, I... I continue to have much to learn as an educator and as a school leader, but I, I think I also have a lot to offer. And then by, you know, by putting my voice out there and, and by uh, lending my support to folks who are, are doing the same in, in the same line of work, or just, just are passionate about uh, supporting kids. Um, that, that's how I grow. So, you know, testing my voice in ways that I really haven't up to this point uh, has been really, really gratifying for me. That's really awesome to hear. I love to hear how different people develop their PLN and why they do it. And, and there's really a common theme for many of us. And Twitter has become that common theme, that, yeah. that tech tool that many of us can't live without. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows this, but Jeff, he started his PLN because he didn't have any friends in real life. So he had to start it on Twitter. So I don't, I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I have wow. few friends. I mean, my, my, my friends are my, my close confidants, they, you know, my friends are my entourage and, and, but you know, my, my closest friends are the ones that I've, I've made uh, through family and through education. And uh, we, what, what's been remarkable. And I remember one of our, uh, one of our uh, teach better sessions um, with, uh, with Ray Hewitt, and we were just observing that even after coming together for a short time uh, through uh through some uh, some Twitter or through some online chats, we we really did uh, come to have a great deal of affection, respect. Um, you know, we began to feel like family after a very short time, and this is what you know we can share with our staff members who are contemplating distance learning. You know, kids learning from home is that you're you are able to to maintain relationships that you've built. Uh, you can find ways to do it, and if you need to build new ones, there are also ways that you can do that. It's it's just a matter of of, of just being real, just being authentic, uh, bringing yourself and your personality as much as you can to all those interactions, whether it's face-to-face -face or whether it's uh, uh, a little tiny Zoom screen. It's uh, relationships are key and relationships can be built whether you're face-to-face. -face and and I've, I've found through experience that they can absolutely be built. Uh, close relationships, trusting relationships with people I've never met in person and people that I may never meet in person. I hope to uh, right. in the in the after times as I call them, but um, these are people I may never meet in person, but boy, do I ever feel connected to them, and 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 do I ever uh, do I ever feel grateful for them? I think so, that technology has been the leveling of so many um, businesses and processes. We just right. talked to Jeff Gargas about the same thing, and he and his business partner mm -hmm. Chad Ostrowski, they hadn't met what for months or I, I forget right. the timeline. Was it years even maybe? I don't know, but it was for sure months. They had never met, sure. and they are the founders of TeachBetter.com. So. 
Yep. It's a whole different world. You used to always meet and have a handshake, right? To start your business and yeah. start your entrepreneurship. Now it's different. It doesn't have to always be that same mold. It's just eyeballing one another now. It's just making that eye contact. Yep. yep. Brad, you said, you said, I mean, I'm so glad you did reach out to me, um, you know, on Twitter. Uh, it must have been uh, the episode where I was, I was on Teach Better team talking with, uh, on the Teach Better podcast. And so I'm so thankful that you did reach out to me. And then, and then we find each other in the admin mastermind uh, through, thanks to Teach Better as well. But, but I agree, man. I mean, I think in, in, in March when we shut down, I mean, it was, um, it was different. It was, it was so strange, but then it just, it just like, it just never ended, you know, and, and it's still going on. And it just seemed like, oh, it's going to stop one day. It's going to stop one day and we're going to get back to normal, but then it never did. And so those connections that you make with people become so more, so much more critical. And I think that we have to keep connecting. I'm so glad to hear your voice out in, out in that space. Um, like you said, even if we never meet and hopefully one day we will, but, um, um, back to the whole friend thing, you know, Adam likes to throw digs at me. We've known each other for, <laughs> for 25 years. And he always says, he, he would always say it's, you know, when he called me and left, left an old fashioned voicemail on my phone, he would say, it's your own, it's your only friend from, from Wisconsin and your only friend. He would always follow <laughs> up with that. And so, um, I don't think it was ever funny, Adam. I, you thought it was way more funny. I think your wife did, though. Because <laughs> 25 years ago, it was probably on an answering machine still, not voice. It was. Phone, so she yeah. probably still heard it. And a house phone. Yep. And yep. she's like, oh, there's Adam again. Yep. <laughs> so, Brad, what are you looking forward to next with the admin mastermind? It's hard for me yeah. to join right now. It's 8 o'clock in the morning or, I don't know, 7 o'clock at night. And both those times, I'm extremely busy. So what do you hope to get from it? I. Uh, I just hope to get what I, I guess what I'm already getting from it, which is that, that sense of, uh, that sense of connection, that sense that, that others are, uh, are behind me. Uh, one of the, uh, one of the things that we do through the admin mastermind is to, uh, to set intentions and we share with the group what we, uh, plan to do or try or, you know, some change we intend to bring about. And, and for me this past week, it was about continuing to, to, to shift my mindset so that I can shift the mindsets of others. Uh, from worry, fear, anxiety, and stress to, um, I just, I just, I called it pivoting positive. So I've been, I've been pivoting positive in what I say and do. And um, earlier this week, I walked into, uh, into the school and I had jotted down my goals from uh, the admin mastermind. They were on a piece of paper and, and right away, I just had this sense of, uh, of, of energy. I had this sense of urgency and I had this sense of excitement that by naming those goals to a group of people that I really feel have my back, that there, anyway, there's just a whole other layer of, of energy that I'm able to pour into that, knowing that not that, that people are going to be checking up on me and they do, and they will, but, to, but to know that I can report back to people, not only that I have accomplished my goals, but if I had, a, if I had a, a setback or a snag that there are going to be people that are, there are going to be people that are going to help me through it. So it's, um, it's a tremendous group. And uh, again, it, it, the, the every aspect of, of the admin mastermind, every aspect of what I've experienced through uh, the Teach Better team, it, it's just it's just it's wholly authentic. It, you know, it's it's people who care about mm -hmm. uh, kids and care about the adults that care for kids, and uh, everybody is is out there sharing what they can, sharing what they know, asking for help, and it, it it's it's just inspiring that there's a group of people, and I know they exist in all kinds of PLCs, but. It is inspiring to be part of a group that just gives freely without any expectation of anything in return. 
uh, and knowing that 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 free giving of expertise of time or just you know just you know just that that sense of I see you I, I'm here for you and, and, and Jeff just to get back to our initial our initial contact it was one thing for me to reach out to you and I'm really glad that I did but what what really fueled it is that reach back it's, it was your reach back to me that said glad this reached you um, and uh, let's let's keep in touch and that that's that's what we're beginning to grow out from our admin mastermind is you know as as people within our group reach to us it, it's that reach back that fuels everybody and keeps the learning going forward that's powerful it is it is very powerful you know and and adam i know you're going to jump in there to the admin mastermind when when things slow yes. down for you and you and you get an opportunity and i really still encourage you to do that um you know just don't take away my friends but um <laughs> No, we'll join them. We won't, I won't take them. We'll just join Thank together. You. You're, you're a little older now. You're a little more mature sometimes. And so I hope that you sometimes. learn <laughs> about that. But I think you're so right, Brad. And Brad, you know, I was talking with um, another mutual friend of ours, Livia Chan. And uh, she, she said the same thing. You know, the, she, she, it's very important for her to reach back out to people. You know, if you're going to ask someone how they are one week, go back the next week and follow up with them and see how, you know, how was their week? You told me that this was going on in your life. How, you know, is it still a thing or is it, is it gotten better or, you know, that, that is so critical. And then it just, you know, the, the connections on social media are just amazing to me, you know, like, like on Twitter, you reach out to me and then I see you in the admin mastermind and then we're connected there and then we're connected on the Voxer group too, you know, and, and he, Brad's asking for help with the, you know, and, and people are reaching out and saying, Hey, I can offer that to you, you know, it's just, it's just a beautiful thing. And I, I don't know if, um, if it weren't, I mean, Adam, you and I have talked about this, about COVID, you know, and if it weren't for COVID, you know, not, not that I'm thankful for COVID, no. but, but if it weren't for COVID, would people have been this creative? Would people have really leaned on their professional learning networks as much as they have in the past few months? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if we'll ever know the answer to that, but I'm, uh, I, if there's a silver lining, it's that. Hey, Brad, when you were talking, you were talking about goals and um, Jeff and I are also in another group on Facebook called The Men in Ed. And uh, the upcoming book is called Atomic Habits. And everything that you were saying kind of aligns with at least the first, I'm only in chapter yeah. two, but chapters one and two, I think you may be interested in that book as well by James Clear, Atomic Habits. Fantastic. That's so true. That's so true, Adam. And I think that uh, Brad should probably join The Men in Ed as well on Facebook. We'll get you an invite, Brad. I don't know if you're in there or not. I don't Thank think you, you are. Much. Yeah. There's almost, there's almost 800 guys in there and it, it yeah. is all men on, on purpose. And I'm not going to get into why um, the, the group leader, Hal Bowman, can explain that to you because he does just a great job of, of doing it. And so it's just another, another group um, of, of support and it's very supportive. So. Hey, Brad. Um, so, you know, just your thoughts quick on, um, you know, supporting, I don't know if you have any new teachers this year, if you had any new hires, we certainly did at the high school level here. Um, I don't even know if you did, Adam, but Brad, what are your thoughts on like supporting new teachers in, in, in this era of COVID where, where, where everything is digital and, and especially first year teachers, like how do you, what are your thoughts on supporting those brand new teachers right out of uh, college who are now going to have to go into this digital environment and supporting them? I guess I, I take sort of a threefold approach beginning with myself and working outwards. And, and, and one is uh, just, just a personal 
uh, just expressing a personal interest in in the new teacher's success, uh, introducing yourself, um, finding out about um, what makes them tick, what what gets them fired up about teaching, why they chose the profession. Um, for me, when I'm when I'm hiring and trying to you know both attract and retain uh, teachers, I, I try and find out what their strengths and interests are so that we can apply them. Um, often, teachers who are new out of a teacher's education program are are, are just very happy to be employed, um, and I want to. I want to get them employed, but I also want to keep them employed by um, leveraging their interests and talents to to make a difference to our community. I mean, we're we we, we more and more. I am hiring uh, for uh, character uh, in addition to qualifications and expertise, and and so what I'm looking for in a candidate, and what I want to amplify when they're brought on board is you were you were you were welcome to our community not only because of what you can potentially offer but because because of the character your your character resonates with what we believe as a community which is uh, service um love support uh, and and uh then finding ways as a school leader to you know monitor and support those contributions within the school community and then you you get them hooked up with uh, so that's beginning with myself and then you get them hooked up with their with their grade level partners. You get them hooked up with a mentor. Um, here in Ontario, we have a new teacher induction program that's quite uh, prescriptive. That's uh, uh, that is a partnership between the Ontario Ministry of Education and our local school boards. And, and principals are uh, the frontline faces of that process. And so, teachers receive targeted professional development. They receive um, uh, mentorship, both uh, both formal and informal uh, mentorship. Uh, and that's supervised by the principal. So that, that all gets woven in. Uh, and, and then finally, you know, what you want to do is you want to make sure that the community, you know, that your, your staff members are embracing this new individual as much as possible. And, and the great thing is if we're hiring for character, when we bring them on board, we know uh, that, you know, what they have to say, do and offer is going to resonate with, uh, you know, with the priorities of the, of the school community as a whole. So um, everybody plays a role uh, and everybody you know from uh, in 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 all the job roles in, in the school has a role to make sure that person feels at home uh, and feels that it's a place like I, I always say we, we want everybody that comes to school to feel excited to be there and leave feeling glad they came we prioritize those relationships with everybody that walks in the building um, uh, folks uh, delivering school supplies uh, from staples or uh, our uh, our postal carrier or our parents or our guest teachers, uh, we we really want to make sure that they know that when they walk in, they're going to be supported from the moment they walk in to the moment they leave. And that goes for our new teachers as well. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing such details. Uh, in the show notes, I, I wrote in there about the threefold approach. So people are probably going to be calling you for a, a book deal, you know, so they're going to want to know that threefold <laughs> approach. So be ready. Love it. I'll be ready, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Brad, you know, all of us have these these um, obstacles that we try to remove for teachers as a, as a principal leader. So I want to make sure that I can get rid of all that stuff so that teachers can teach on a daily basis. I, I get a feeling I've never I've never been in a building with Jeff as a as a as a teacher when he's the principal, but just knowing him, I know that that's what he does too. He wants to remove the obstacles so teachers can teach, students can learn, feel good, grow themselves as young men and women. So what if you had a superintendent come to you today and say, "I need help." I want you to remove this struggle. What are the struggles that you would want them to help you with? Or maybe you don't have any in Canada, you know, maybe there are none. 
it's, it's a, it's a struggle free environment. I'll tell you, Adam. It's, it's, <laughs> so, um, just want to clarify, are you asking what, what struggles I'd like the superintendents help to remove? Yeah. For for you so that you can do your job to help your teachers. Got it. Got it. Um, one thing that I think that, that is being removed to everyone's, uh, um, best extent is, is sorting through all of the information that is um, coming down to school leaders and that you need to, to hold, frame, and deliver to, to frontline educators. And so um, one thing that, you know, we're in constant contact with our superintendents about right now as we work through our, our back-to-school plans, as we work through all of our health and safety protocols, and and also as we work through our approaches, you know, making sure that we are welcoming kids and families back, recognizing they've been through traumatic experiences and, and may well continue to experience uh, trauma, displacement. Um, what I would ask my superintendent to do is to, is to help me communicate as clearly uh, and as simply as I can to my staff members. Um, and then, you know, I'd ask him what, what what key messages you want me to continue to amplify because you know all of our staff members are are working through uh reams of protocols um countless resources on best practice advice to welcome kids back safely securely reestablish community and so at some point as a school leader we have to decide what is essential for staff members to know and do and understand um and that's part of our sort of that's been part of our practice school approach right now is you know you hit it on the head Adam it's a huge responsibility on and a huge opportunity for school leaders to really shelter and protect you know our our teaching staff our educators from distractions from their work and uh, I was I was what it uh, we had our first uh, professional development day today uh, at a distance and and staff were working through. Um, nearly five hours of training modules and again best wow. practice advice and, and and to wrap things up i we gathered everyone together back on zoom and 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 i i said to them you know um we love you uh we believe in you um you are the people that are going to make this happen and and i said to them um we we know all the information that's coming at you um we know that there's no shortage of advice on how to do what you need to do next but you know, my vice principal, I said to them, the, the number one thing we're going to ask of you is to, is to do your job with love and to, to do the very best you can uh, to care for those in front of you in the moment, knowing that if you need help, if you need information, if you're not sure what to do, someone's going to have your back because we, we you know, and, and I know I have my superintendent support on that. We have to release our educators from the fear and worry of doing something wrong because when, when you've got, uh, volumes of protocols and procedures it, it's 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 important because we have an obligation to to put those into operation but with that obligation comes a lot of fear and worry about doing something wrong or getting something wrong and in the covid environment it's, it's not just oops i messed up i mean there are life and death consequences um to our actions and so we want as much as possible we we want to make it possible for staff to do their job lovingly and to know that we will figure things out together uh, and that, that that's got to be the priority. Don't so ever true. lose sight of that message. That's, that's excellent. That's so true, Brad. And so listeners, uh, whether you're a leader or a teacher, um, 
whoever your audience is, crystal clear, crisp, concise information. What are the main points? Because we know that there's going to be info overload. We hear it all the time, information overload. So great advice, Brad. As we wrap up here, Brad, uh, I've got a real simple question for you. And it takes most of our listeners only 10 seconds to answer. What gives you hope? I'm just kidding. That's a deep question, man. But but I can actually I can I can probably do it in 30 seconds or less. And what, and, uh, what gives you hope? That's awesome. Uh, what gives me hope is uh, my vision of restoring our school uh, and all our schools as the places of safety, refuge, and comfort that they always were uh, before COVID arrived. Um, and and that when if I'm feeling uh, desperate, if I'm feeling down, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I I. I, that's my vision is uh, we're going to restore Forest Hill as a place where parents look forward to coming, kids look forward to coming, and they know that not just their academic needs are going to be met, but their, their needs as, as, as little people, their needs as humans. I mean, we, uh, our vision is the same as it was before COVID arrived. It's, it's to comfort, it's to nurture, it's to support, uh, it's, to, it's to help kids um, achieve at their very best. We're, we're here to improve the lives of kids and their families. And then what gives me hope is that it, it is my excitement and that, that I have the opportunity to, to, to pour that love into the staff members that are going to make it happen. Thank you so much for joining us today because that is a very hopeful message for all of us. So yeah. Forrest Hill is very lucky to have you, Brad. So true, man. So true. That's a, that's a beautiful, I mean, you, you just described, you know, you, you answered so many questions with that answer. You know, what gives you hope? You described the vision of Forest Hill. I think your teachers and the answers that you gave this afternoon are very lucky to be with you. If they're starting brand new with you, I know that they're in, in the best of hands. And Brad, we can't thank you enough for coming on the Principal Leadership Lab today. I've been so grateful for the opportunity and it's just been, it's been so much fun and it's, it's been uh, it's been a wonderful opportunity for me to, to keep crystallizing you know, what my beliefs and what my goals are. And I, I really thank you for the reach back and the opportunity to make this happen with you today. Absolutely. Brad, if people want to follow up with you, if they have questions or comments or anything, how can they reach you? I'd be delighted. And I, I can be reached on Twitter at Brad, B-R-A-D underscore Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S. Awesome. Excellent. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. So it'll be easy for people to find you. So Brad, Brad, once again, have a great night. The best of luck with your opening of school as it comes here rather rapidly. And uh, from the Principal Leadership Lab, thank you so much. Thank you both. All right. That's a wrap. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Principal Leadership Lab. Feel free to connect with us in between episodes on Twitter and on Instagram. All of our information is included within our show notes. Until next time, this is Adam signing off for the Principal Leadership Lab.